6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, yesterday marked four decades since dozens of men were arrested during a raid at Edmonton's Pisces Health Spa. They were charged and outed in the media to the broader community, changing their lives completely. 56 men, six employees were arrested under body house laws when 40 Edmonton police, seven RCMP officers and two attorneys raided the bathhouse on May 30th, 1981. Ron Byers is a member of Edmonton's LGBTQ2+ community and a queer historian. Uh, Ron joins me this afternoon. Ron, thanks for making time. Hey, Jalen. Good to be good to be here with you. It is a pleasure to uh, to have you on the show this afternoon. You know what? Uh, it, it has been said that this event, the, that that raid, shattered lives, and you would agree with that? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, there there was. Uh, you know, 56 men charged, and and you know when you look at the the type of men that were going at that period in time, you know they they ranged from uh, you know gay people who were who were part of the community, right up to to people who considered themselves straight for the most part. Um, you know, a, a clergyman who had six children, mm. uh, a young fellow who lived out in you know in a rural area would come in periodically. You know, these these are the people whose whose lives were shattered. Uh, when their names were, were were published in the media, uh, and and they were consequently outed to their family, their friends, their coworkers. Mm. People lost jobs. Um, people lost marriages. Uh, it, it was devastating to a number of people. Ron, you had you had planned to be there that night to to celebrate a friend's birthday. You you weren't you weren't there, from what I understand. What 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 when you heard about it? My gosh, what went through your mind? What did you think? Yeah, I, I was lucky, uh, and we normally, a good friend of mine and I normally worked the Friday night shift from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., and we did it just to, to fill in a spot that the uh, that the manager had, and, mm. and he had no one uh, no one to, to fill it, so we did it on a regular basis, and we both kind of worked part-time at uh, the Flashback nightclub as well, so we'd take a mixtape down and, <laughs> you know, go down and have a bit of a party, um, so, you know, that night we'd asked for the night off so that we could celebrate there later after the bars closed with a bunch of our friends who also worked in the bars uh like boots and saddle and mm-hmm. roost and uh so when when uh when we heard this uh, one of the guys came back from uh was coming over from boots to to join us before we went down and as he was coming to the door the doorman at, at flashback uh was on the phone with with uh, the guy who had taken over our shift at pisces and they were just chatting and then all of a sudden in through the door comes the police while they're while he's on the mm-hmm. phone with him waving a warrant and so it just spread to the club like wildfire and, 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 it, it was shocking and and, and and what was the reasoning like i i've read some i've read some books um because it, it wasn't just here that bathhouse raids were happening i know in, in toronto as well they were happening they were happening um you know in cities you know across north america but but why um it, it was <laughs> It, it really was. It was a targeting of of the the gay community. I, the the raids that you refer to in, in uh, Toronto happened in February of that year. It was called Operation Soap, and they raided a number of the bathhouses there. Um, it, you know, and uh, this we see we saw this as sort of an extension uh, of of those raids, I guess, here in Edmonton. Um, you know, it, it was the the, the uh, head of the morality squad who decided that. Um, 
you know, he needed to to take this on and, and raid this place. And what's what's interesting is that they raided only one of three bathhouses that were open at that point mm. in time. You know, there was there was one. Uh, you know, it, it had originally opened on Jasper Avenue in 1913, <laughs> and then moved to the uh, the, get the Brighton Block, which is being restored on Jasper between 1995 and 96th Street. Uh, they moved there in 1946, and they operated in that place undisturbed until 2005. And yet, not, the police never once even suggested that they were ever going to raid it. Ron, what, um, what happened with those who were charged? Did, did were they? Did the charges stick? Did they? Did they go through? Like, yep. oh, really? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and that came about because the owners uh, of the, of the bathhouse. Uh, had decided that they were going to plead guilty to make it go away as quickly as mm. possible. One of them was a, a very well-known neurologist in the city, yeah. and and he needed this to just disappear as fast as, as possible. So they decided to, to plead guilty to it. And that, of course, just reverberated down the line to all the foundations. They never once talked to any of the foundations that were charged uh, about their decision to do that. Um, and so they, that their decision impacted everybody else's case. You know, I have to, you know, the, the media's role in in what happened in, in, in the days and in the, in the weeks that, that followed. I mean, um, these men's names were plastered. Uh, they were on, on radio. They were on television. They were in, in, in newspapers. Um, I mean, you, I, I think oftentimes we, we might, and especially those of us in the media, you don't want to, you know, draw attention to, to what, you know, the people in your own profession did. But that was a huge thing. It, it was, and, and, and it, they weren't plastered all over the media. It was really only two outlets that, that decided to make that decision. Uh, the Edmonton Journal uh, ran the names in print, mm. and then uh, CFRN TV, the CTP affiliate, uh, ran the names on their screen on a, on a roll, or, which lasted only about five or six seconds, but it was long enough to... Yeah, to cause people to you know recognize names as it's going by on the screen, um, you know, and and you know the the rest of it, I mean, as they reported the the trials over the following three or four months, there you know there was headlines like um, you know the, the uh, uh, Edmonton Sun, it was a sexual smorgasbord, <laughs> or in the journal it was a health spa becomes a club for deviants, uh, or again in the Edmonton Sun spa let men rut like animals. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> these these comments, plus some of the comments were actually coming from uh, the prosecutors that were trying the cases, mm-hmm. and sometimes from the judges. And so the media was kind of reiterating what what was being said in the courtroom, mm-hmm. and some of it was being made up by by the editors as well. Hmm. Um, when we talk about you, know, you talk about shattering lives and the and the trauma, the trauma and the, and the pain it caused to a number of 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 people. You've also said though that within the community uh it led to the start of a pushback to saying you know what we deserve equal tre- treatment and and i'm i'm hopeful that then the, the support from the community happened or started to happen as well yes absolutely it, it did inspire a movement um which uh, sort of inspired uh, the start of the pride mm-hmm. here in edmonton that kind of followed shortly thereafter uh, and, and in particular, it inspired one uh, person, and that was a uh, former city councilman, uh, Darren, or uh, Michael Fair. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, he he was so incensed by what had gone on uh, that he fought it in court and then managed to have all the charges <laughs> dropped and, and expunged from his record.
record, and he was the only one that was uh, that we know of that was able to do that. But it inspired his activism uh, and his advocacy for the community. And of course, as you, as we all know, he ran, went on to serve a number of years yes. in own city council. I'm happy to have Ron Byers join me this afternoon. He's a member of Edmonton's LGBTQ2 plus communities, a queer historian. We're talking about the Pisces Health Spa Raid, the 40th anniversary this past weekend. And, uh, and Ron, you heard me set it up before we went to break. Why is it important that this isn't forgotten about? Our, our queer history here, uh, our queer history all over actually, has never really been documented to any great degree. And, it, it, you know, it's sort of time to start documenting uh, what what has happened in the past and, and what has led the queer community uh, to, to the point where they are now. Um, you know, I've, I've been talking a lot over the last couple of years with some young people, and they have no idea of the struggles and, and the battles that, that were fought well before they ever came along and that's the importance of getting this information now out into the into the public and documenting it is is going to help um, queer youth for for decades to come to understand the foundations that our community was mm-hmm. built on um, and I you know this this particular um, uh, 40th anniversary of, of the Pisces raid uh, probably stemmed out from the fact that uh, one of our local pre- uh, playwrights and actors, yeah, Darren. Uh, Darren Hagen, you betcha, mm-hmm. uh, he's been doing some uh, research on this for a couple of years now. Um, he's looking to um, put, uh, write another play, which goes into this, maybe even two. Uh, and so he's been deep diving research on this for quite some time and, of course, trying to do his best to obtain some of the police files and getting some yes. uh, in the court records and whatnot so i think that kind of um tipped off the the Edmonton police that okay th- this was an incident that happened in the past and and that's sort of what happened when uh, or that sort of brought around this this uh video which they put out on on sunday on the 40th anniversary which uh, they they wanted to acknowledge the trauma and mm-hmm. and impact of the raids and to show their support for the 2sl gbtq community um and and they understand that they caused that harm and trauma in our community before i let you go on uh, the apology from Chief McPhee years back. I mean, the video that came out this weekend, but that that uh, that apology that came from Chief McPhee a couple of years ago, that was, you know, really, you'd like to think it's another part in the healing process. Um, what more do you believe needs to be done to continue to heal that relationship between uh, the Edmonton Police Service and the community? I know there's been a lot of work that has been done, but there's still a long ways to go. There is, uh, and you know, the, the Edmonton Police took the took the um, the initiative forward by setting up their Equity, Inclusion, mm-hmm. and Human Rights branch, and they were sort of the ones behind the project that produced the video. And they're a great team to work with. Um, the, the apology certainly was a, a good start, and uh, you know, in in gaining the trust of the gay community, because you can't really say that they had the trust of the gay uh, the queer <laughs> community. Uh, so that was one step forward in gaining in gaining some trust in the community. This one, um, this past weekend, is another step forward. There are still many steps forward before they will ever have the, the full trust of, of the queer community here in Edmonton. But it's a good start, and, and, and I see some very positive things coming out under, under the new chief. You've seen, uh, you've seen change, Ron. 
Yes, I've seen. <laughs> I have been out for over 50 years, yeah. and, and I have seen a lot of change in our city. And, and I can tell you that some of the changes I in, in my lifetime, I never, ever <laughs> thought would be possible. So, uh, I mean, we're lucky now that, that we, uh, we've got so many good things happening. But there's still a lot of a lot of work to do. Ron Byers joining me this afternoon. It's been a pleasure sh- uh, sharing the, uh, the microphone with you this afternoon. Thank you for this. Thanks, Jalen. Talk Take soon. Care.